Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. <laughs> pounds, pounds. Welcome to another episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the she and the her in shellfisheries. Ooh. <laughs> because a shellfishery is a thing. A shellfishery. According to I like mean, the Scrabble a fishery. website. <laughs> shellfishery. A shellfishery. So, so it's just like. Yeah, it's where you keep shellfish. It's like farmed. <laughs> Farming, farmed shellfish. Yeah. Whatever. It has a she and a her, and it's a real I word. I like, want to see a picture of it. Go Google shell fisheries. Shell. It's one word. Fisheries. Yes. Fish. Oh, there's an association. Oh, is it cool or is it just gross looking? Welcome look. to Ocean Corner with Joy and Summer. Mm, not a lot of pictures okay. of the shell fishery itself. They don't want you to know. They we don't. We got pictures of shellfish like on a plate. We have the <laughs> National Shell Fisheries Association quarterly newsletter. Oh, okay. Now I have to Google this. We have pictures of clams. This is not where I meant to go. Over with this. 650 shellfish recipes. $20, including taming the oyster. So, what is a shellfishery? Is it where they keep the shellfish? I, d- I did definition. See, yeah, Here I we was go. like, I saw definition come up. Um, you guys are so welcome for this. The industry. Oh, it's an industry or occupation, or it's a fishing ground. A commercially so, exploited population of fish. <laughs> it wasn't what I was thinking about. Yeah, I thought of it like a you know a hatchery. Yeah, like a fish hatchery. It's not like that. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, you guys, welcome. My name is Summer. You're wrong. <laughs> I'm here. But my- hatchery. Ah, write that down. I'll use, uh, yeah, hold on. Let me write that down real quick. Um, Especially if we could use it during. A, y'all don't even know. Like if we're talking about like fishers of men or something like that, use it then. All right. I want you to put Noted. that note on it. I'm I'm writing it down. My name is Summer <laughs> Yeager, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host Joy. And the thing you need to know about Joy is that earlier I asked her about something. I was like, "What were you? What were you like really into when you were eight years old?" And she goes, "I'm really bad at timelining." I am. Have you ever met someone that's like, and then in 2006, I did this. And then in 2000, um, yeah, I'm going to say 10. I did this. Yeah. Everyone does that. In 1989, I was born. In 2007, I graduated high school. Right. It's 2019 now. So that's what I know. Yeah. Um, I do a thing where everything. Like if I really think about it. Yeah. I can think about. If you give me a specific event too, okay. I can like figure out when that when was. When that was. Okay. But yeah. See, I had a traumatic event around eight. Eight. So everything, Maybe. if you listen, I'll be like, when I was eight, everything is eight. When is, what grade is eight? It's like second, third. Wait. Yeah. It's second, third. Okay. And so traumatic event happened like towards the end of my second grade year and I all of my memories are split. It's like either before I was eight or when I was eight. And like, that's it because eight was like a really big year. I'm going to say maybe like Pocahontas. What? Pocahontas. Why are you talking about that? I was really into that. 
Oh, what? I had Power a Miko. Rangers. I had a Miko stuffed animal. <laughs> well, so and it was like this big. I was friends <laughs> with a group of four girls. So it was oh, me and three other girls. That's a big group for girls. Um, Joy, Michelle, Katie M, Katie W. Oh my! Two Katies. Two Katies. I was born. I mean, I was a '90s kid. So, right. You know, of course. There was a two summer. Katies. There was another summer in my class. Oh, I was really? summer W, and she was summer T. <gasps> Summer mm. tea is a lot more fun to say than summer W. Summer tea. Summer tea. Yeah. Anyway. Um, well, so we'd play Pocahontas. Okay. But um, my friend, she was actually Navajo. So she oh. automatically got dibs on Obviously. Pocahontas. Yeah. And then um, one of the Katie's always got her friend. What's her friend's name? Nakeem. I, Miko was the raccoon. Right. Well, so because there were four of us yeah. and there's only two girls in that story. Yeah. Um, we... And we couldn't be boys. That would be silly, horrible. So <laughs> what one of us kids. would be the next best was Miko. Miko, yeah. Because who wants to be the hummingbird? But I would. The like hummingbird to... was also an option. Okay, I don't remember the hummingbird. So flick, flick. Okay, yeah, I don't remember any and of that. Obviously, nobody wants to be Grandmother Willow because you're she's... not allowed to move around. <laughs> <laughs> That's the position I would want now. I'll tell my kids, I'm Grandmother Willow. I'm going to stay right here. You guys go just as a part of the, the game, colors just of the go wind. Ahead and ask me some questions. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, you're right, though. I am Joy, <laughs> and I'm here with my beautiful co host, Summer. And um, for whatever reason, Summer just cannot bring herself to give her kids uh, craft macaroni and cheese. <laughs> She always buys the organic kind. Okay, listen. Amy's, I'm guessing, right? <laughs> Annie's. Annie's. Amy's. Was, Amy's is also a... Amy's uh, is also an organic brand. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't want any questions, comments, messages, or voicemails about this, okay? It's just a thing that I have, okay? It's, it's, it's just, just a like, thing. I'm, will, I'm perfectly willing to admit yeah. that my organic choices are also totally... They're totally they're subjective. They're totally just based off of what I think. And I just don't care like i don't care how you feel about craft macaroni and cheese <laughs> i don't think it tastes great also i ate a lot of it as a kid yeah and the shapes taste better than the regular noodles and i don't know why and it's never gonna make like sense spirals are better shells are better the shape like and then yeah any the shape that's shaped like a thing yeah and you know i just don't want that in my life anymore and it's i just i just don't i did see that they have this big bag of you know how they give you like the cheese powder yeah. in those? Uh-huh. They have a bag of it that's like oh, free I of all the junk. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. You do have to keep it in the fridge, right. but you like make your noodles and then you, you put use that in the, it. Uh-huh. Yeah. When I make the cheese powder, I I go real intense. So okay. I take the noodles out and I okay. put the hot pan back on oh, yeah. the burner. Oh, yeah. And then I melt a ton of butter mm-hmm. and then I put in some heavy cream. Oh yeah! Oh, I and then I like you do the heavy cream. I like whip the heavy cream with the butter, and then I put the ch- the powdered cheese in, mm-hmm. and, and then the I sauce. turn that into a sauce, and then I put the noodles back in, and it's it's no joke. And one time I was out of all milk options, and I used sour cream instead because mm. I had It'd nothing else. And the kids were like, "This is so weird and good," and I was like, "I'm never gonna tell you," but I just. <laughs> Told you guys they're not listening well maybe in a few years they'll listen <laughs> but shoot. please i had to be, never mind <clears throat> <laughs>
book. <laughs> we are not giving away all our secrets here on Theologians. <laughs> just a little. Just a few. Um, so, hey, we are going to... We're here with our recommends. I know Joy has one unrecommend. I do. And I wasn't going to make it negative, but this You're just happened to me recently. And I had to warn you guys. It happened to you. So I'm really curious. Um, but anyway, <laughs> we're here today to tell you what books we've been reading, what we're going to be reading this summer, uh, what podcasts we're listening to. Although I think I only have one recommendation because I told them all to you last summer. Um, I have a couple movies I'm excited about. And yeah, we're just going to tell you like what we are consuming this summer. Other than and I can't remember anything <laughs> and I fall asleep during everything right, right. now. But so, that's okay. Sorry. Because she's about to have a baby. So this is a weird summer for her. <laughs> Which means I won't know anything about anything still after that. After that, you really won't. You're going to sound like me. So <laughs> just get ready. Um, so let's start with books. You want to start with books? Yeah. Okay. So a book I just read that I really, really enjoyed that I think you guys should read is called The Personality Brokers, The Strange History of Meyer, Myers-Briggs and the Birth of Personality Testing. It's by Merv Emery. I will this summer leave the links for you guys Merv. in the show notes. Um, yeah. So a lot of people after the Enneagram were asking us to talk about the Myers-Briggs and we decided not to do that, but I am going to recommend this book because um, it was really, it, first of all, it's really, it's interesting. Like it's yeah. a fast paced read. It's interesting. My friend Heather recommended it to me. I really, really enjoyed it. I learned a lot and it just answers a lot of questions you might have about the Myers-Briggs and where did personality testing come from? Um, and it was just really well written and I really enjoyed it. And it's a fun read. I know it, it's just, it's nonfiction. So you're not really expecting like a wild ride. Um, but it was a bit of a wild ride. I thought, or maybe I'm just really nerdy. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe a little bit, bit of both. Bit of both. Okay. <laughs> I think that's just kind of how it goes, you okay. know? Great. I'm nerdy, but it was also wild. <laughs> Got it. Um, I am for the first time ever. My dad has been bugging me to read this four years he forcefully put it on my kindle without asking me um but the space trilogy by c.s lewis oh okay um so i just that finished classic but yes. like underrated less known yes c.s lewis yes usually people just go for the chronicles of narnia right but right so um i think that's one of my stepdad's like favorites really mm-hmm. well um the first book in the trilogy is called Out of the Silent Planet. Um, and it's it's really interesting. It's a really short, quick read. The second book is Paralandra. Mm-hmm. And then the third book is That Hideous Strength, which you've probably heard of. Um, I don't know if everybody knows that That Hideous Strength is the third book in the Space Trilogy, but it is. So now you know. Anyway, I highly recommend it. Again, I'll leave you a link in the show notes. Um, a book I want to reread this summer, because uh, again, my dad made me read this when I was a kid, is The Hiding Place by Corey Ten Boom. That's a great, great It's a classic. Um, it'll break your heart. It'll encourage you. I, it'll strengthen you in your as you go along your way. I just really think all every Christian should read. I did a book report on that in fifth grade. Oh. <laughs> um okay we got to pick our own book uh-huh and i do remember when i like picked my book and told my teacher i remember her uh her name was miss cheever she was a great teacher very nice okay yeah um 
But uh, I remember her being like, oh, okay. <laughs> and just like kind of realizing that like yeah. maybe not everybody else had picked a book like that right. for their book report. Yes. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I had that moment when I decided to read Joy in the Morning by Betty Smith in fifth grade. Okay. Um, that It's one of her lesser known books. Her big book was A Tree Grows in Brooklyn, yeah. which is a classic. Mm-hmm. And then I loved that book so much. Oh, that you sorry, wanted everybody. To read. My That's mom's excited to see me and decided to text me about it, which is really cute. She <laughs> just sent me a picture of like a chick like jumping out from behind a wall saying, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Um, so anyway, fifth grade, right. Hiding place, Cory Ten Boom. Yep. I haven't read it since I was a kid. So one of my goals is to reread it this summer. Um, I plan on reading Finding Truth by Nancy Piercy. I got it on a Kindle sale a couple weeks ago. I also got it. Did on, you get it too uh, when it was on sale? Yep. Um, so I, we had Nancy Piercy on at the beginning of the year, and she is absolutely one of the best Christians writing today. There's no question, and I'm not wrong about that in any way. It's not She's possible. She's not wrong, guys. I'm not wrong. Anyway, I haven't read Finding Truth yet. Um, We had her on to talk about Love Thy Body, um, which is a book we've never stopped talking about. I recommended it last year, and I'm going to go ahead and recommend Finding Truth, even though I've never read it. (laughs) I know it's amazing. (laughs) That's all there is to it, period, end of story. Um, After that, I'm going to get through How Should We Then Live by Francis Schaeffer, um, because it's just a book that I think I need to go through again. Um, That's all there is to it. And then the kind of embarrassing book I plan on reading... Um, that I may or may not have already started reading is Where'd You Go, Bernadette by Maria Semple. And it's, I don't know anything about it other than it has rave reviews on Amazon and it promised to be funny and interesting. And I haven't like read just a random modern fiction work in a while. And I just felt like, okay, this is seems lighthearted and funny and they're turning it into a movie. Maybe it will be lighthearted and funny. I don't know yet. Um, but yeah, I'm it's always kind of fun to see. Well, there's like a sense of pride when you, um, I feel like when you, when you like already read a book Mm -hmm. and then they make it into a movie and you're like, Oh, Oh, I know, oh this I know this one. I know it. Yeah. Um, there's one like that that's coming out, I think, somewhat soon. It's like, We Have Always Lived in the Castle. Um, mm. Or We Have All. I'm forgetting the exact name. It's kind of a weird. I Even from the moment I read it, I was like, This, is, this title's a little bit um, weird. Clunky. Okay. Um, but uh, that one's coming out. Um, is that all your books? Mm-hmm. You have more? Nope, that's it for my okay. books. Sometimes summer. it's fun too to just like to just try something new, something that yeah. uh, it's not my normal genre, and but it's something that just like gets a lot of yeah, a lot of people reviews. are into it, and it was picked up to be turned into a movie. So I was just curious. Also, it was like seven dollars. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see. Anyway, that's it. Those, that's what I'm reading this summer. That's what I think you guys should read this summer. Except for the last one. I don't know. I'll get back to you on that. Yeah. I know. I have some. Well, so I have some recommends that I also have some books that I'm like wanting to read. Yes. But I also have books that I haven't read that I bought that um, I've committed to reading before I buy any other books. Okay. But um, so I guess I have been. Well, I've been reading Skeleton Crew. 
by Stephen King. It's a collection of short oh, stories. Oh, okay. Got it. Um, the Mist is in there. Oh, okay. For those of you that have seen the movie The Mist. Okay. Um, uh, actually, it's kind of weird. I just had a weird recommendation along with The Mist. Okay. Um, the, it was originally... Did, so that movie was originally meant to be released in black and white. Okay. But they didn't think that that would like show very well in theaters. Sure. So they changed it to color. But it's actually better in black and white. Oh. And it was originally meant that way, but it's a lot more eerie and a lot more forgiving of some of the like kind of... Sure, it's a movie about mist. Like, I mean... <laughs> um, well, and I mean like, you know, it has some uh, <laughs> monsters and stuff. Sure. So right. black and white, if you have... Um, less of a budget, right. let's say, for your special effects, then it makes the sense. black and white is a little bit, right? you know. Um, so I guess that's a weird um, off-the-cuff recommendation that I just made. Thank you. But so Skeleton Crew is great. I, obviously, you guys know I like Stephen King, but um, it is nice to... He's written a lot of books full of short stories, mm-hmm. which if you're having... I don't know. Some people, I think they have this, they have a hard time, uh, like committing to like long form fiction. Yeah. Um, because they feel like they could be spending their time better reading something different, which I disagree with. You're so wrong. Like don't, I would say don't worry about that, (laughs) but also (laughs) short stories are a great way to sort of get yourself Mm -hmm. back into fiction. And then you'll read some short stories and you'll be like, shoot. Find me a full-length book. Right. Um, anyway, <laughs> another <laughs> recommendation I would make is um, Paperbacks from Hell. Who is that by? I don't know. I've never Do heard of it. it. pulled up here? Google it. Gary Hendricks. Grady Hendricks. Sorry. I knew that because I've, I've read a few of his things. Sorry, Grady. Um, <laughs> but it the full title is Paperbacks from Hell, The Twisted History of 70s and 80s Horror Fiction. Oh. And so it's all about like the books that came out during this period of time yeah, and how they sort of influenced one another and influenced the world. Okay. Um, Very good. Uh, Grady Hendrix. He, all of his books are like horror books. Okay. Um, He wrote horror store. I think he wrote my best friend's exorcism. (laughs) What a weirdo. (laughs) But, um, yeah, he has, it seems like he kind of found his, he, he didn't, seems like he's more a recent writer, but he likes, has been pumping stuff out pretty consistently. Um, one that I'm going to read that I'm really, really excited about is called Furious Hours, okay. Murder, Fraud, and the Last Trial of Harper Lee Ooh. by Casey Sepp. It's C-E-P, Kep. Okay. Whichever one. Right. It came out, I think, at the beginning of May. Oh, I'm going to put this Um, on my list. But it's about basically Harper Lee. There there was a case. There was a case in a small town of um, a preacher, the preacher of the small town. Harper Lee, by the way, the author of To Kill a Mockingbird. To Kill a Mockingbird. Yes. Same person. Just want to make sure. Um, Yeah. So they. So the preacher. And his wife, they were married. The wife was in a tragic accident that was very obviously not an accident, um, but was staged. And it was relating to her car. Mm. Um, So the preacher, her husband, was uh, a person of interest in the case, but they couldn't prove it. 
prove it. Okay. Um, so he got remarried, and then um, his second wife was also involved oh, in a no. car accident mm. that was tragic and not accidental. That is shellfishery. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, so Harper Lee shows up to basically write okay. a book about this case. Okay. She never finished it. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so it's about, it's about the case, the trial, um, like Harper Lee was basically there as a press person. Interesting. And so it, it, nothing ever came of it, but basically this stack of papers from her writings on this were found. And so Casey Sepp kept, I apologize. I'm very excited to read this. Yes, I am too. (laughs) Um, but yeah. So, oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Very I'm interesting. I'm adding that to my like list. Like a weird, I, yeah. was, I was in already when yeah. it was just the true crime right. stuff. And right. then I was like, but then Harper, Harper Lee, Lee just comes in, in and, and it's bringing all these things I was like, this is all in. the stuff I want to read. I love that. Okay. Is that it for your book list? Yeah. Okay. I have some movies I want to talk to you guys about. This okay. is, this is really niche what's happening here. But um, my dad watched that movie Free Solo. Oh, gosh. And it's about the guy, Alex Honnold, who climbed El Capitan in Yosemite National Park. He free climbed it. He didn't just, no, no, no. He didn't just (laughs) free climb it. He climbed it without uh, without any help from ropes, without any ropes at all. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, when I say this, I mean, he walked up to a sheer cliff face. It's called, it's El Capitan. Right now, Google El Capitan. It's a vertical rock formation that is 7,569 feet tall. And with his hands and his feet, mm-hmm. <laughs> climbed it. Yep. Without any safety gear. You will be so any nervous. You'll be the whole. My hands were sweating. Yes. The whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really interesting. His um, his amygdala doesn't work, yeah, properly, mm-hmm. um, which might help him do these horrible, terrifying things. It's really not. I think that was what I thought was interesting about it was mm-hmm. that it wasn't just about his climb. It was about him, and what kind of person it takes to mm-hmm. do something to do like something that. like that. Basically, right, to do something that you have to do perfectly. Perfectly. Or you die. And it's, imp- it's when you watch it, you're just like, how is you? There are times when he's physically holding possible? onto it with a little crack yeah. as big as his fingertip. Yeah. This, I mean, and it's a sheer wall. I mean, it's insane. It's insane. You'll be so nervous, but you actually do have to watch it. You have to watch it. <laughs> um, and then I put it out there that I was watching this movie and I had a whole bunch of people tell me, okay, when you finish that, you need to watch The Dawn Wall on Netflix. Okay. And I did. And it did not disappoint. <laughs> okay. Um, so the guy, Alex in from um, Free Solo, his friend Tommy, who helped him, like, get ready for this climb. Yeah. He he is the first guy to climb the Dawn Wall, which is a, a portion of El Capitan, like, the most impossible portion to climb. Okay. And I think it took him and his friend several weeks to do it. That's right. Okay. Someone, I think someone was telling me about that one. It was, that one was also very interesting because it tells you about what kind of person it takes to do this. Yeah. And just the dedication and the commitment and, and the athleticism, like the, it, 
I am just super fascinated. If there were more documentaries about these crazy guys, I would watch all of them. Um, <laughs> because it's just so interesting. It's so interesting to me. I'm terrified of heights. I'm terrified of heights. I don't want anything to do with heights. I'm not. I don't like heights. I'm not terrified of heights, but um, I'm terrified of hanging off of. Walls. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't hang off and, of and any of I'm this. terrified of falling. <laughs> yeah. To mm-hmm. my death. Yeah, but I couldn't. No, when I get when I I do with rock climbing, especially, I know that I, I'm just not. I could never be a rock climber because mm-hmm. when people talk about it, my yeah. hands start to sweat. My hands are sweating right which now, which is. I feel like it would be so important <laughs> yeah. that well, your hands have, not, You know, they have that little bag chalk. of chalk yeah. around, you know, that's all he climbed up with, a bag of chalk tied around his waist. It makes me sick. It only took him three hours and 56 minutes. Yeah. And you'll watch him fall with ropes. <laughs> right. He'll be doing it with ropes. <laughs> and he'll fall. And he'll fall. And you're just like, what's happening? And you know, within the first 30 seconds of the movie that he makes it. Right. Right. But... It's it's incredible. It's you guys just have to watch it. And then the Don Wall is on Netflix, or you can whatever get it however you get it. But they're really interesting, um, crazy movies. And then um, obviously, he was really annoyed by the guy in Free Solo. So was Eric. Yeah. He was like, mm-mm. mm-mm. <laughs> I'm not gonna say anymore. But yeah, he was anyway. like, mm, no. Um, <laughs> he was not impressed. He was not. He was impressed with what he did. He was not impressed. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, he lives in in Vegas. Oh yeah, that's right. So I'm like driving around, like where is, where he? is he? I'll find you him. You should right. look up. I should. <laughs> <laughs> You've just been looking at sea level. <laughs> look, at, look at the mountain in the distance. Yeah. You know what's funny is after I watched that movie, the next day I was driving, and, and Vegas is in a valley, yeah, and so it's surrounded by mountains, right. And I'm looking at this mountain in the distance, and I was like, I bet when Alex sees this, he's like, oh, that's an interesting looking hike. Yeah. Because for him, it probably is a hike. Right. Not a climb. A hike that I'll do with my hands. <laughs> anyway, um, there's a shark movie coming out this summer. And it looks... Oh, um, 47 meters down, uncaged. Yes. <laughs> that movie was the worst. So the first one was awful. The first And it's 40, like, they it's were like, terrible. they were like, how can we make it scarier? This time, they're not in a cage, No cages. Guys. They're in some weird cave or something tomb, right or it's like a i don't even know the trailer is so bad and i cannot wait to rent this movie it's 100 <laughs> percent jump scares it's just jump that's scares. how 47 meters down was it was like i was just sitting there waiting and i'm like i'm not even scared i'm just stressed I out i know but once every summer a shark movie comes out and once every summer I watch a shark movie oh, yeah. I and have I don't to watch care. all the shark movies I do too. I don't care. Yeah, I just, no, I get it. I'm looking forward to it and I, I already know it's disappointing and oh, I'm yeah. still not disappointed totally to it. look forward to it. <laughs> just, totally it is what it. it is. That's it for my movie recos. I'm not PS of not recommending the shark movie. I'm just telling you guys that I'm well, for sure going to see happen. it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all there is to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't have any TV. I don't have any movies. Oh, well, I have a don't see this movie okay, and I me. have a TV show. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Um, so just in case any of you are, oh gosh, it's so bad. Okay. Okay. So you're, what's going to happen is you're going to see potentially a trailer. Actually not really. Cause it's kind of an indie movie and it already came out, but you're going to see, you're going to be like, oh, uh, Bill Murray. Is uh, in this movie. Yeah. Adam Driver is in this movie. Oh, 
Chloe Sevigny. I watched the trailer. Is in this movie. Was it terrible? And it's horrible. <laughs> okay. It's the worst <laughs> movie ever. Okay. It's not funny. Okay. Um, you may you might laugh a few times, but by the end it, of it, yeah. you'll be like, I can tell this is supposed to be funny, but, but it's, it's not, not funny. funny. What's it called? Um, it's called The Dead Don't Die. That's right. It is a zombie movie directed by I Don't Care. <laughs> His name's Jim. And if he tried, if he honestly thought that was good, I'm sorry. <laughs> He has other movies out and he where mm-hmm. he like explores like the weirdness and quirkiness of people. Yeah. But this was just boring. Bad. Okay. It wasn't quirky. It wasn't yeah. weird. It was just it was like they would do a take and then he'd be like, yeah, no, I like what you're doing with that, Adam. But can you do it slower <laughs> and with less personality? <laughs> okay. Don't see it. Don't see it. Okay. I looked at some Got reviews it. and. And uh, some people are like a choosing to see it as this like sort of like highbrow indie comedy, and it's supposed to be a commentary on how humans are zombies. Whatever, watch Shaun of the Dead if you want that because they actually did a good job. Humans are not zo- okay. No more. Well, I have, like I have no how questions. like uh, who's the real zombie? Like <laughs> zombies are like people who are That's just floating terrible. through their life. Why? And it's just it no. was like predictable and yeah. Okay, don't see it. And just it was utterly predictable. And the moments that weren't predictable were because they had no place being in the movie. Okay, got it. Don't see it. Don't see it. Done. Um. Okay. So that's all. Oh, you got a TV show. I do have a TV show, and it's so. I mean, it's, it's, it's it, going to be it? the TV show that that everyone is seeing right now. Um, but it's Chernobyl. Oh, is it good? HBO. I haven't seen it. I really enjoyed it. It's a tragic, tragic, grim show. Oh. Um, but it was a good show. Okay. There is some like. Um, Propaganda. I like, no, I can't. I totally can't. Well, actually, it's interesting because the major theme of it by the the person who like directed it and everything by his own admission is that like like reality is what's true so like you can't get away from the truth because the truth is what's real okay so you can't like just paint a story like something is this way when Mm -hmm. it's really this way like ultimately it will come to the surface sure um so you know there's like but it's a very good, I mean, it's, it's supposed to be a pretty good representation of like what I happened. I heard they took some historical license. Yeah. Um, but there's some stuff. Yeah. Um, that, and like there's certain things that they did. Like there's one doctor in the show that represents actually like a collection of doctors. But for the filming purposes, it really works to sort of like simplify the plot line. And they also okay. wanted to like give a nod to the other doctors that really helped to prevent something like this from happening again, that were actually concerned. Sure. You know, Um, but you will just feel really sad. There also is, there's an episode with um, some like male nudity, Uh um, like very quick male nudity Uh that I didn't really appreciate or to see. Okay. But um, it's not like close up or anything. Uh I didn't even really realize it was happening until, Okay. I saw in the fuzzy background that like okay. something was happening. Sure. Um, <laughs> sure. So I'm just going to give you guys that warning. Okay. 
I didn't know it going into it. The story of Chernobyl is pretty terrifying. Oh yeah. So it's it's a, it's a terrible story. You will, you will really consider whether or not it's like one of the worst things that really have ever been involved in. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, I am, (laughs) it's not a, it's not a, part of history I've ever like really looked into. Most people know what it is. I know but they it, don't really I know, know a lot about right. it. Right. I know it was a nuclear disaster. I know it was terrible. Mm. I know that a lot of people were really it was a, it was horrible for the people there and a lot of people were really hurt. Yeah. <laughs> um that's really the extent of what I know about it. I think so the I, big thing I think that... I'm putting off like learning about it because I know it's so depressing. Yeah. And um I just haven't I'm like, do I really want this right now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think the big thing about it that most people don't know, don't realize, like, it wasn't an accident. It wasn't. It was, like, preventable, oh, basically. So that makes so, it even more tragic. Yeah, so it really does. That's terrible. It, you know. Yeah. And, like, you know, people didn't, the people in uh, the, like, community mm-hmm. that was near the power plant, mm-hmm. like, they found out about it from like other nation like other countries news wow sources that's terrible so it, it's there's obviously it was like the cultural stuff that was going on in that time mm-hmm. socialism mm-hmm. things like that that's really had like a big impact like the state being mm. supreme mm. it's very it's very it was very interesting okay and i feel like given what our country is doing right now they I felt like they would have gone easier on socialism, but they but really they, didn't go yeah. easy. On t- anyway, Good. I enjoyed it. Okay. And great. I'll have to, when I have a little bit more like emotional space or something. Yeah, it's I'll, definitely not a feel good show. Not a feel good show. Okay. Obviously it's called Chernobyl. Um, <laughs> okay. So the podcast I recommended last summer are still the podcasts that I recommend. However, I am into a newer podcast and I just started listening to it today. It's called Labeled, the story okay. of Tooth and Nail Records. Oh, I love Tooth and Nail. And so I had no idea. It's really interesting. I've only listened to I think one and a half episodes at this point. Um, but it's so Tooth and Nail Records is this really interesting, weird part of Christian subculture from the mid nineties to the probably through like 2010, 2013, mm-hmm. really. That's probably the, yeah, the end of it. Yeah. Um, and I'm in there. So it's a really it, like Christian subculture. Like they're talking about, you know, and then um, throwing concerts at Calvary Chapel mm-hmm. and um, all these people that are giving interviews that are like part leads in the band. They're like, yeah, my dad was a pastor. Um, and Does it so, talk about Cornerstone Music Festival at all? I mean, like I said, I'm all, I've only listened it to one and a half episodes. Um, and so it's just really interesting uh, just learning about this like little weird niche corner of this subculture that, you know. I want you to tell Cheryl Pearson where to find it. I was planning. I <laughs> bookmarked it today. I almost screenshot it and sent it to her. And then I was like, I'm just going to tell her about it. Um, so, yeah, it's the story of Tooth and Nail Records. And I remember going to some Tooth and Nail concerts mm-hmm. in my teens and having the the band T-shirts and listening to the music. One of my and, favorite bands was on Tooth and Nail for right. a long time. Like all of my favorite yeah. bands were on mm-hmm. Tooth and Nail for a long time. And then Solid State. Yeah. And it's just a lot of really interesting background info that I never would have had before. You know, one of their album, this was so interesting to me. And I love hearing stories like this. One of their album artwork guys 
um, he came in and he was basically one of the guys that worked there was like, give he, this guy had never touched a computer before. He didn't know Photoshop. He didn't know anything. All he knew how to do was use a spray can and a wall to make art. And one of the lead guys there was like, give me three days. Don't pay him. I will teach him everything he needs to know. And within those three days, this guy has gone on to now have, ha he's been nominated, I can't remember, five or six times for um, for uh, Grammys for his album artwork design. Um, if well, you have ever looked at album artwork, you've seen his three days work. <laughs> um, of your life. I just, I love stories like that. Super like cool. hearing about someone who just really enjoys what they're doing and then just like working hard at it and becoming the best. And yeah. That's like why I like Free really Solo cool. and the Don Wall and like it just, yeah, you know, fascinating. it's really, really interesting. So I'm learning all kinds of things. And I mean, obviously, I mean, I remember <laughs> when I was a teenager and I was like, tooth and nail, they're Christians? Like what? Like, I okay. So I'm not commenting on any of that. That's not my commentary. My commentary is this is just a fascinating story of like this weird subculture. Of, like edgy punk Christian Christ subculture. Yeah, it's just interesting to hear like how it all happened and how it all came about and and these people that were really dedicated to this thing. And like I said, I, I don't even know how many episodes there are and I've only listened to one and a half so far, but I'm really enjoying it. So if there's any of you weirdos out there. Oh, I'm sure there are people that are like, oh, what? <laughs> like Cheryl. Yeah. So anyway, um, that's it. My podcast is uh, it's called Proof. Okay. And it has a, like a secondary title of like America's Test Kitchen or something like that. So it's about food and like it's kind of hard. I guess that sounds really basic, but um, it's basically just tells the story of certain kinds of foods and certain certain products. And you kind of learn about like the FDA a little bit and how people have to seek approval to get certain things legalized. Um, and it's all, it's done. So there's like a, there's a journalist that like gets it together and then she interviews like te test chefs. Okay. Um, and the people involved and it's just interesting. It's like food stories. And so mm -hmm. it's about, it's about food products or types mm -hmm. of food or okay. it's all kinds of topics. Like I listened Fun. to one most recently on, I don't know if you guys have heard of the miracle berry mm -mm. Um, or miraculin is like the powdered substance. Okay. But so a miracle berry is like this fun little thing. It's like a little tablet that you take and then it makes it when it interacts. So it coats your tongue. And then when it interacts with acid, mm -hmm. it makes it taste like sweet and delicious. Okay. So people will put this little tablet, it, let it absorb. Yeah. And then you like taste a lemon and it's like you've tasted like the purest form of a le lemon because you're not tasting the sourness. You're just tasting sweet and like what it tastes like. Wow. Okay. So it actually like binds to your tongue and changes your How you taste, taste buds yeah. wow okay and so um but it makes like acid taste sweet interesting so it's all about the history of that and how people at some points there were people that tried to introduce it as like a mainstream product to replace sugar okay stuff like that um there are people that work to make it's it's just a hard it's it's not a uh the berry that they make it from 
is not uh, like easy to grow or cultivate or harvest or keep for a long period of time. Right. So it's like a process of making a powdered form of it and things like that. It also takes um, people sell it to hospitals now because it takes away the um, like metallic taste that can sometimes be associated with getting chemotherapy. Mm, so it, like okay. you so it just changed. I don't know. It's just cool. Yeah. But yeah. It's so it's stories like that, just stories about food and food products. And you learn about what companies have to go through to get Sweet. To, to get their food classified a certain way or right. whatever. But interesting. Super cool. Very interesting. Sweet. Well, now you guys know what we're reading and we're listening to and yeah. what you can watch if you want to be depressed. And um <laughs> Or you or want your hands panicked. to sweat. <laughs> um, or, you know, bad shark movies. They're <laughs> always around. Um, so you can leave us a voicemail with your recommendations at 470-465-0475. You can hit us up at patreon.com slash sheologians. And for six bucks a month, you can get early release episodes. You can partner with us because we don't take sponsorships. Um, and what we else? don't. We just changed our. We don't take them. <laughs> they won't take us. Went to. We, we don't take, take them. them. We are listener funded. You can't reject us. We reject you. Grassroots. <laughs> <laughs> No, but seriously, we need you guys or we can't keep putting out podcasts. Yep. So, the mics turn off. Off. Mics off. Anyway. Um, I think sometimes people think like, oh, well, they're at Apologia Studios. Like, so the mics don't turn off. I guess not- a more accurate way of putting that is Summer won't be here to talk into a mic. <laughs> right. That's actually accurate. And then, <laughs> and then that's it. So anyways, I hope that you guys have a wonderful week and again i will leave all of the links to our stuff i promise i won't forget this time on our website page and that's it we will see you guys next week yeah the song is too sad let me try again you guys (laughs) here you go i got something happier for you that's not happy (laughs) 